Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and welcome to the Backstage Show. So this week on the Backstage Show, we're back into topic form, and we're going to be talking about starting in community theater. Starting out, getting your feet wet, as it were. Yes. I don't know why you would want to do such a thing. No, I'm no, sure no. we haven't really you know, given you any inspiration or incentive to do that by from, any of our prior discussions. For moist feet? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've incentivized them. Well, that's a them. separate podcast, I think. <laughs> we have not incentivized them to moisten their feet. Moisten? Moisten. <laughs> okay. Wow. Anyway, got All a little right. bit off track. Uh, which, I don't know. At least we have a track this week. And as I said, it's starting in community theater. We're, uh, you know, 60 plus episodes in now, but we decided to go back to the beginning because maybe we've got some newer listeners who are maybe listening because their friends said, hey, these guys are hilarious and amazing. You should listen to this <laughs> podcast. Completely accurate assessment, I'm yeah, sure. Or maybe you're just thinking about getting into community theater and you happen to say, I wonder if there's any community theater podcasts. Well... There's this. You found us. Yes. Well, especially at least if you're based in the roughly southeastern greater Philadelphia metropolitan area. Well, that's where we are, but we're kind of trying to genericize most of what we talk about to the best of our ability. And yes, but I suppose if you're looking for theaters in your area, you could probably write us and we yes. could probably give you suggestions. Yeah, but we'll get to that because before you look for your theater, you've got to really decide what it is and why it is that you're going to be doing this. Yeah, this is probably, well, depending on what you want to do or how you want to get involved, this is not something to take lightly. These can be very involved undertakings requiring a lot of time, not just at rehearsals and shows, but outside of that and mm -hmm. commitment to put a production together. We've mentioned many times all the different uh, aspects and things that have to come together to put a production together like that. But... That said, it really depends on what you want to do with it and how far you're willing to go with it. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is pretty much everybody that's doing community theater is doing it to have fun, but it is a, it's a ton of work. Yeah. And it's not like you're, you're in this to be like, okay, I'm going to become a famous actor. Let me get started in community theater. I wouldn't recommend it. No, it's, it's I mean, <laughs> you're going to be putting in a lot of time, but it's not like that time is leading towards your getting discovered. Yeah, I would. <laughs> if there's uh, more than, I don't know, 10 people in the world who've gotten discovered through community theater, I'd be surprised. Even if it's even if it is more than that, it's not more than, say, one percent at, yeah. at most, I'd say. There are certainly people who have, as you say, get, gotten their feet wet in community theater and <laughs> moved on to, you know, regional theater and Broadway movies, whatever. It does happen, but it is an extreme rarity. Yeah, I think you have to look at it as a goal and an end unto itself. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it's fun. We wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fun. And sometimes we don't do it for a while because it has ceased to be fun <laughs> and we need breaks. We've talked about that before. I have no idea what you mean, Glenn. <laughs> hey, you're, you're busy with shows now, so don't talk to me about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's not... It's not a way to get discovered. That's the bottom line. This is not your route to professional acting. No, it's it's an experience. It's a different experience. It allows you to exercise some of the same skills or opportunities mm -hmm. to perform for people, but it's its own entity. A lot of people kind of have had a lingering interest in theater and 
you know, they never sought in the cards to Undergo do it professionally or, or, right. or, uh, or maybe if they had things, circumstances had changed that that was not possible, who knows, but it, it attracts people who have always had an interest in having some venue Right, outlet for their creativity and, yes. and such. And the the advantage, as opposed to professional theater, is you don't need that training to go into it. If you're going to be trying to make a living at theater, if you're trying to be discovered and be the next... I, I, for some reason, Leonardo DiCaprio popped into my head <laughs> as if he's the biggest movie star in the world these days. And he got but, started <laughs> in uh, Long yeah, Island. No, yeah, no. I have no <laughs> idea where. <laughs> but regardless... Summer it, it, stock in 1980. <laughs> Nine. Or, uh, I'm pulling this out of who knows where. I, you don't want to know. I can see him pulling it out. But anyway. <laughs> oh, God. I'll take. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving that one in. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, the, I, it's not something that you're using. The the people who are involved in community theater have day jobs. You know, or Most they're of retired. Them. Not everybody. Or, well, I mean, you know, not everybody has a day job. Well, that's true. And uh, as you just mentioned, some people could be retired. You know, yeah. this could be an opportunity where... Somebody had a very busy career throughout all their lives and, mm-hmm. you know, just never really had time to do this. But it was kind of maybe always something they thought about, hey, someday I'd maybe like to try this. Or maybe it was an interest that kind of emerged later in life. Right. There Community are theater is a perfect opportunity late, to, yeah. to You can involved. definitely, like, if you've thought about something like this your whole life and you've finally, you know, finished with your career, you've retired, you're in your 60s, your 70s, whatever it is. There are 30s. roles, the 30s, sure, <laughs> if you're lucky. Uh, there, there are roles for all ages, mm-hmm. for all types. There are, if you're not interested in being on stage, there's also backstage and experiences. There's all you sorts can of things you usher, can do. You can mm-hmm. uh, do lobby duty. You can work in the booth. Um, yeah. There's, You can work in publicity. I mean, there's just yeah. so many different opportunities that we've... Uh, we've, we've talked about them, and we'll talk about more as time goes on. Because I, you know, I think we'll the point them. is that if even if you if if this is of interest to you to get involved with it, even if you don't necessarily think of yourself as somebody who has the the talents that you would think would be required for it, mm-hmm. there's still plenty of ways to get involved with it or get your feet wet, or maybe you try something just to help out and yeah. be involved with something, and then maybe as you get more into it, you say, hey, well, maybe I want to try this next. Or, right, and there's all these different things, and you can move around and you know do some tech stuff, do some onstage stuff. You can work your way and start to direct if that interests you. I think if you get into the right theater and kind of start establishing yourself as somebody who's willing to help out and commit and mm-hmm. is seriously interested in being involved with it, then those opportunities could open up. Yes, I, I do think the more you get involved, the more opportunity you'll have to get further involved. So sometimes you might need to kind of pay your dues at a given theater and get involved there enough and do all of the stuff that other people don't want to do, and that might give you more opportunity to do things you want to. That's a possibility. But it's also on... possible that you can just walk right in and do what you want. It depends it's... on the theater, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Look at me. I, I certainly never had any directing experience before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and neither did I. And it, and it took me a while paying dues and getting rejected and <laughs> not being allowed to direct before I finally convinced, you know, I, at this point, multiple theaters that, hey, this is something I can do and I'm interested in. And I read up on it and learned about it and showed my face enough until they got sick of, well, not sick of my face, I hope, but. <laughs> oh, finally, let's throw them a bone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, you did all that. <laughs> did all what? All that research and yeah, I did. I did definitely do some research and some work learning how to direct before I just stepped in. I mean, I studied, you know, 
being in shows, you kind of see what's involved with directing to some extent. But yeah. I did want to read up and, and learn a little bit about it as well because I don't have that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have that theater background, that theater training. So I, I wanted something. Mm-hmm. I kind of approached it from the uh, watching by example and then trying to apply it. That's certainly legitimate. That works too. <laughs> yeah, and you can probably tell from if you've seen any of my work. <laughs> or if you've seen any of mine, you can tell that I didn't have the training. You know, we get by, we do all right. Our shows have been well received, so I assume we're doing an okay job. <laughs> I suppose, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think that, yeah, that, that underscores it, whether it's directing or acting mm-hmm. or, I mean, I've, most of what I've had the opportunity to do in community theater was kind of more. I would say, learning on the job. I mean, maybe not as much acting because I had more prior experience with that than anything See, I learned that pretty much on the job. I I stepped in. I had done, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before where I had done shows in fifth and sixth grade Mm -hmm. and then didn't do anything until I was almost 30. And I just stepped in on stage and managed to get cast at my first audition. And that was pretty much just from there, learning more and more about acting as I did more and more. But I guess our point is that you don't need the experience. You don't need the training. You don't need anything of that. I'll take anybody. They pretty much (laughs) will. I mean, it's a very open group. It's an open community, hence community theater, I guess. Right. But most theaters, I find, are quite welcoming to newcomers. That said, I would say don't expect to get a starring role right off the bat. No. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure it happens. You might have this innate talent, or maybe you have undergone training and just haven't gone to a community theater. But... Yeah, for the most part, when you step into something, you're going to be taking some smaller roles, at least at first, until they get to know you a little better. Usually, but not always. Yeah. I mean, you you took a chance on me for Death Defying Acts. That was the first uh, yeah. Forge audition I ever showed up for. But if you look at that, I mean, yes, it was a leading role, but it was a leading role within one one act right. that made up a larger show. Right. So it's not like you're Having to carry into, the whole show. Yeah, you're not walking into a true West and getting one of those two huge roles or anything like that. Although the second show I got cast in was Rainbow Bar and Grill. So that was a little bit different. Well, you're just amazing then. Oh, geez. (laughs) Hang on. I have to adjust the headphones a little bit uh, bigger. bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying it could happen, but, you know, it depends on, I think, the circumstances. It depends on what the director is willing to take a chance on. Just consider that, you know, consider that there's a good possibility you have to pay dues. Yeah. To some extent, but again, even that, there are people that just prefer the smaller roles anyway, so you yeah. don't know what you're going to like, especially yeah, if you're stepping true. into this new. I'm talking to several people over the years. Sometimes people just, they want to stay involved, but mm-hmm. maybe they want a little bit less of a commitment. It really depends on what you're looking it's for. It's a little maybe, less pressure. Maybe you just want a bit part, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, you, you need people that are willing to do that, and sometimes it's hard as a director to find people willing to take the smaller roles. So. That can be true. Yeah, yeah, somebody might be coming out to audition, and they're targeting on that lead role, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, um, and that, that can be frustrating from a directorial standpoint. So if you're looking and just looking to get involved, definitely consider those smaller roles because – directors will love you for that yeah that said there's certainly plenty of times where someone will come in to audition and they're up for anything yeah i i that's at least as far as what people say they're willing to do i find that's probably a little more common that they're willing to take just about anything or they'll just say you know anything but this role or uh, something like that but i don't know i, I guess that varies I, I shouldn't say that that's more the norm but well i suppose maybe anything that you think i could do i don't know yeah 
I don't think like, you can you're do probably it. not going. If I'm a guy, you're probably not going to cast me as the female lead. I would probably imagine. Probably not. But hey, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anything could happen. Uh, yeah, maybe you should specify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no female role. Any not willing to shave? That pretty much settles it right there. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing where you do have to consider when you're choosing your production, choosing your role, what you're willing to take and what, you, what you're what you looking for from this. Are you willing to take the, the smaller roles, the stepping stone, that kind of thing? But it's also a matter of choosing the specific type of show. Yeah, and I guess for the most part, we're talking two broad classifications, a musical versus a non-musical or a straight play, as they're frequently referred to. Yeah, that's it. Like musicals are always called musicals, but then you've got sometimes it's a straight play, it's a play, it's a straight show. It's I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is a play is a musical still a play, or is a play automatically no music? Tune in next week for that discussion topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're really all stage dramatic stage performances. I would say yes, they're all dramatic stage performances, but are they all plays? Is a musical a play? Contact us. Let us know what you, your thoughts are. <laughs> Backstage.link. Click on Contact the Show. Oh, boy. I'm sure there are many uh, strongly held views on that. I'm sure there are. <laughs> Regardless, but yes, those are the two broadest classifications, of course, musical or non-musical. I, I think you can probably tell the two apart. Musicals are going to have more integrated singing and possibly dancing. Yes. So if you're into that, go for musical. If not, then don't. Okay, well, we still have some time to kill here. All right, stretch it out, stretch it out. He's giving me the sign. (laughs) Well, let's see. It's kind of, do you enjoy singing and dancing and that sort of thing? Do you enjoy seeing musicals? I think it's kind of, if you're interested in community theater, then you're interested in theater to some extent, which means you're probably, you probably have a preference going in. I would think. Yeah, so. I know what mine is. (laughs) <laughs> I believe it's similar to mine, <laughs> which is why we haven't had many episodes dedicated to musicals yet, but we're planning yeah, on those soon. not we're getting me on up it. on stage for another musical. I, I <laughs> did them, but I, I'm, I'm good. I have done one community theater musical, and then back when I was doing my fifth and sixth grade shows, those were both musicals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't have any great interest in that either. But we will get somebody on who's a little more versed a little more well-versed in musicals to discuss those. But At some point. Yes. Regardless, choose what your preference is and start to go for it. Now, most of the people in our listening audience, I would assume possibly all of the people in our listening audience are already involved, so they already know where to go. But so tell case, your newbie friends. Yes. In case you haven't been, this is something that's new to you, and you're looking to get started in community theater, they're, the first thing you want to do is find out what theaters are in your area. So there's a lot of different ways you can find out what theaters are in your area other than just driving around and looking. Because <laughs> that might take you a while. Yeah, it really Especially might. Especially as we've commented in the past how some of these theaters are in hard-to-find neighborhoods. Yes, they do keep them well hidden. <laughs> but of course, there's the the very basic and obvious is Googling community theaters near me. Because yes, that's a verb. I'm going to have to live with that now. What's a verb? Googling. Googling. Yes. Or you could duck, duck, go it. Oh, boy. I want to Lycos it. <laughs> Lycos? I, don't I want to dogpile it. <laughs> duck, duck, go is a local search engine to us. Is that right? So, I haven't yeah, heard of that go one. Go for it. DuckDuckGo.com. Not a sponsor. <laughs> but if you'd like to sponsor us, go to our website, backstage.link. 
click on contact the show. We'll work it out. <laughs> Are we going to take Patreon subscribers soon? <laughs> I don't know. Depends <laughs> on if anybody buys some shirts. Oh, boy. Anyway, yes, you could Google it or duck, duck go it or whatever. whatever. Um, Search the web, the interwebs. Yes. Uh, you could also, there's a, a website called backstage.com, which is uh, no relation to us. Completely separate, separate enterprise. from the backstage show, but it is why we are not backstage.com <laughs> and back we are backstage.link. But backstage.com will uh, get you some information on local theaters as well. You can do searches on there. I believe they post auditions on there. Uh, pretty commonly, yeah. yeah. And Isn't that the site that, uh, I don't know if I'm getting my sites mixed up, but don't people also post resumes and headshots up on that? Possibly. Or I'm thinking of, I don't know if it's the same thing, it's a paying subscription service. I, I don't know. don't know. There are also, um, on Facebook, there are several, like, audition notice mm-hmm. there groups are. that you yeah, can join. Yeah, I think they're, they're, like, by state or by region that you can look for yeah, or typically. search for on that. There's so many different ways. I mean, it's pretty much like either a look for the theaters and then see what they have posted as far as auditions go, or look for audition websites or on Facebook for, you know, audition conglomerates. I used to kind of rely on that uh, message board I think you were involved with I, in fact, several years ago. I, was entirely, that, that message board was all me. That was the Delaware Valley Area Community Theater. That was handy board. Danny because I was DB able to Act. kind of have a map. Yeah, I liked I liked it, but it was getting to the point where it was too much work and people yeah. kept emailing me and going, hey, can you post this? Or And I'm like, no, the whole point is it's supposed to be a message board. Go post it yourself. <laughs> so I got tired of people asking me to do that. So that's what happened to that, if you remember the old DV Act board. But once you find the theaters in your area, save the links. Yes, I have like a folder on my uh, web browser that has the links to all of the area theaters that I'm involved with so I can check them quickly. I generally... I mean, it's just my personal preference, but I prefer going to the website of each individual theater rather than going to a, uh, a, a audition listing. That's useful, except I found that sometimes the websites weren't always up to date, especially if it were, say, at the beginning of a season. And, yeah, sometimes they take a little bit. You know, the, the audition for the first show is coming up, and there might mm. not be anything in the website, even though it's like two weeks from now. Yeah, you'd think the theaters would generally update their own website before posting that information elsewhere, but I it, guess you can't rely on that. I don't know. It's probably generally gotten better over the years, I would say, mm-hmm. but... You can always duck-duck-go it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start... That's, that's going to become a thing now. Oh, boy. Duck-duck-go it. Oh, boy. Catchphrase. <laughs> season four, the season of catchphrases. Yes. Because we never had any before this. No, certainly not. Indeed. So after you've chosen your production, then you move into the audition phase, assuming that, you know, what you're interested in is acting. If you are interested in, uh, you know, building sets or working tech or anything like that, once you find a show, you can contact the director of that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's usually a link on the website to either contact a director or somebody affiliated Mm -hmm. with a particular production, or you could just contact the webmaster, possibly. Yeah, most theaters will have some list of contacts or whatever you can contact you know if it's a tech thing you're interested in they might have a tech chair or whatever you can always just contact the president and go hey i'm interested in helping out with such and such can you hook me up with a show that that needs the help you may uh even if you're not interested in being on stage you may still actually want to come out for the audition anyway just to kind of get acquainted with the theater to meet some of the people involved it's it's a a good way to, to just see the theater and the people i think in the past I've kind of tried to be accommodating of it myself, but I would imagine that, you know, if you just wanted to come and observe that mm-hmm. you more often than not would probably be welcomed. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it de- kind of depends on how 
the the format of the auditions because there's some yeah i'm thinking that, of uh, kind of the open yeah well if it's just at a big old open cattle call where everybody's in the room yeah at once. yeah but some directors do pull you in and make you you know make appointments and that sort of thing that's a little harder, a little more awkward if, to observe that. So you right, might want to yeah, check. Yeah. My, my suggestion would be check with the director. Well, the audition you, notice uh, would probably tell you or give you a true, sense of true. what to expect with that. But but if you're just looking to so observe. Come in and say, hi, hi, how you doing? I'm so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in getting involved. I don't necessarily want to audition for this. But uh, if you have an opportunity for me to help out here or there or whatever, I'm throwing my name in. And All right. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yep. It's just a thought. Yeah. And I mean, it's... You're definitely going in there. You need to be open to meeting these new people and, and that sort of thing. If you're just going to keep to yourself and everything, then not a whole lot of point to it. <laughs> <laughs> then you may as well just start your own company, uh, be a self-produced whatever you're making. and <laughs> <laughs> Self-produced whatever you're making. <laughs> I don't know, whether it's performance art or yeah. you book your own venues. <laughs> One-man show. One man show. Yeah. So as far as auditions go, we have covered... The specifics of those, you can go back. Way back. Way, way back in our first season, episodes five through eight. That's auditions and casting. So you can go back and listen to those if you're interested in the specifics. We just encourage you, if you are trying to plan an audition, to be prepared and yeah, under, it, learn about the show, learn about the roles, try to read the show if possible so yeah, that you, you kind of know what you're getting it. into. It, it goes a long way, and it certainly will impress people as far as your preparedness, your interest level. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it always pays to go in prepared. If you can read the show ahead of the audition, that's great. If you can't, it's understood usually. And most directors, you know, myself included, will be like, you know, is everybody familiar with the show? And they'll usually introduce the scenes that they're reading for, assuming it's cold reads from the script. So you'll get some background information, but the more you can have going in, the more likely you are to impress, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it also depends on what your aims are, going back to the overarching theme of this, in that maybe if you just want to kind of go to get the experience of auditioning, and Mm -hmm. maybe you don't necessarily care if you're cast in this particular show, or you'll just come back for the next one, or you just want to see what it's like and get to know the theater. and Right. I think that's a good practice anyway, just kind of occasionally going to auditions where you don't really care. Yeah, well. I mean, I've done that before. Sometimes that like, improves your chances. Well, it, it can because you you're more relaxed that way usually yeah. and it's a little less pressure on yourself. So you might actually do better. And you're not disappointed as much if yeah. you don't get cast. Exactly. I know I used to do that more where it's just like, yeah, you know, why not go to this? I don't really know the show that well. Now, that, that does go against the whole be prepared thing, but... If it doesn't matter as much to you, then it won't matter as much if you're prepared. And preparedness, you know, can vary depending on the role, too. I yes, mean. it's a sliding scale. <laughs> so that's, sliding. That's pretty much getting started in community theater. It's just a matter of getting started. You just yeah, do it. I, I think the point we're trying to convey is that this is a group of people who are all, generally speaking, who are all just interested in collaborating together and putting a project together and performing it. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to become a big star. Nope. There's just many different ways you can get involved with it. Sometimes I would say interest and enthusiasm maybe can really go a long way. It really can. I mean, the, I don't want to get like too lax about it. I, I think community theater, there is like just a great deal of, hey, let's put on a show. But I don't want to imply that the quality suffers that it's just like, oh, let's just have fun with this. Yes, that's everybody's 
goal is to have fun, but it's also to put on a high quality show. It's it's no fun to put on a crappy show. Yeah, that's <laughs> really the bottom line. Yeah, I I, I would say, and, and just my observation over the years, different theaters maybe have uh, different aims with this at times, as far as you know whether their aim is to have a serious professional production or if they're more focused on people having more fun with it and sure. entertaining people. I think there's also a variance just show to show, director to director. You can it's have, a balance, let's put it that way. It I really think, is. In many respects. Because you don't want to get so serious about it that everybody involved is miserable. Yeah, you don't want to put together a bunch of method actors and a, yeah. uh, a director who resorts to... You know, inhuman tactics. <laughs> inhuman. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> hey, I've had directors that yell and scream and that sort of thing, and that's no fun. And I don't think they're really having fun with that either. Yeah, and then you ask yourself, why did I come to this? Yes. Why am I volunteering my time for this? Yeah, and you don't want to end up asking that question. You're going in to have fun. And you're right. There's a balance, uh, a sliding scale for that one, too, where you want to make sure everybody involved is having fun. You want to make sure the audience is having fun. But you also want that quality production. So... How much work, how serious can you be and still have enough fun? It's Yeah, that depends on what your personal aims are. It also depends on finding the theater for you that's the best fit for that. That's also true. It does vary theater to theater to some extent. And like I said, it also varies director to director and show to show. So And, you know, you might find you need to go to a couple theaters to find your home, as it were. Yeah, I, I know both of us have done that, where we floated around a bit until a bit, we kind yeah. of settled and said, yeah. oh, this this one seems to be a good fit for me and end up working mostly there. Right, if you, you know, you might have to shop around a little bit to mm -hmm. find people who are the most like-minded for what you are trying to do with it. And, and it's also, you don't necessarily need a home theater. You can just... No. You can be a nomad. There's plenty of those yeah, out there, Yeah, we've too. talked about that yeah. before. So we can touch on these last few minutes. We can talk about how we started. I think we've, I'm sure we've talked about this in detail before. I know my first audition was like late nineties. And that was, uh, this again, as we were talking earlier, you know, this is something that was always in the back of my head, something that I thought would, would be fun to do and interested me. I theater had interested me, even though I hadn't really been involved with it in since fifth or sixth grade, but you know, graduating college, I was moving on to my, I guess, second job after grad school and just talking with one of my coworkers, she happened to be involved with the theater. and So that kind of planted the seed in your head. It did. It replanted it or watered it or whatever. The seed was already there. And this was it just... It allowed the seed to grow a little there bit There you go. It flourished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of good for me in a sense that theaters tend to be looking for male actors more than female actors. They're just harder to find. There's fewer of us out there. So... This was a larger show that we're needed, a dying breed. Yeah, <laughs> this was a larger show that needed a lot of men in it. And she said, "Hey, why don't you come out and audition?" I'm like, "Oh, all right, I'll give it a shot." And I managed to get in, and the rest is history. And yeah. it was. And then apparently you liked it enough that I you did. kept coming back. Yeah, I'm a sucker for the applause. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've said it before, but I had been involved with theater at some level throughout much of my life, so I just was looking for an outlet to continue doing it knowing that I now had a day job and community theater fit the bill, mm -hmm. certainly for, to scratch that itch, as it were. And yeah, I bounced around a little bit. I, I think I struggled with, all right, how, and this is probably a continual struggle, I will say, but finding that balance of keeping it fun and enjoyable and wanting to come back to it versus how serious it can become. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it, that I, I will say for newcomers, that is not always an easy thing to find that balance. And it, I think it part also, of it part yeah. of it depends on the type of show you're maybe looking yeah. to do. You're probably not going to want to do Ibsen if you're more focused on wanting to have fun with it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I think there's the, there's the balance with what kind of show, and it's also just what's going on in your life at the time. Mm-hmm. can really change things because like you know since i had a kid now it's pretty much even just coming here today it was just like oh i don't want you to go daddy and it's and it's really hard to tear yourself away from that and, and go to rehearsals three nights a week when he's saying you know don't go so yeah. and you might have you might get really busy with work i've known people have had yeah. to drop out of shows because that's happened so it's it's a balanced thing and maybe we can dedicate an entire episode talking about trying to find that balance didn't we do that already uh, maybe, I don't know. I can't I'm remember. Track. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is where continuity goes way out the window now, <laughs> yeah, because really. we've done some of these episodes that we can't possibly have recorded and catalog everything we've talked about before. No, we cannot. Oh, boy. But we do our best. Seasonal rot is on you, its way. You can go back, you can go over to backstage.link, listen to our past episodes, and remind us what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in episode... 19 you already covered the exact same conversation you just brought up again in episode 65 worst episode ever (laughs) and the bad impressions continue Uh, you thought you could get away from that yeah well meantime thank you for dealing with us for 60 plus episodes if you've got any comments or questions or episode ideas or whatever go tell your shrink yeah (laughs) or you can contact us Visit our website, backstage.link, and click on Contact the Show. Of which there are many ways to do so. Yes, there are. You can also buy some stuff. Got shirts and mugs and whatnot, and any proceeds we make from that will go back to the show itself and keeping the website and our equipment and all of that stuff in running order. Oh, wait, wait, what's that? Uh Uh-oh, I think this cable's Uh starting to fail. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that's going to have to get replaced. Yeah. Please buy a shirt or <laughs> what, what was that, Glenn? My headphones are dying. Are Not you sure snoring? That, yeah, I don't know if that was static or snoring. <laughs> anyway, if you've enjoyed this stupidity. Clearly we haven't. <laughs> yeah. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a review. Tell, tell your friends. friends. Uh, and uh, next week. What are we talking about next week? Next week on the Backstage Show, I think we're talking about programs. Programs, programs. You can't can't tell Glenn from Jim without a program. Yeah, I don't know if you can even with a program. I don't know if you'd want to. Anyway. We're practically the same. Pretty much. (laughs) If you've seen us lately, you'd really be able to say that. Yeah, yeah. Glasses, beard. Yeah, dark hair. Yep. (laughs) Check, check, check. (laughs) Bad sense of humor. Yeah. So, that's, uh, that's all we've got. Really? I think. Okay. Well, that's great. All right. So, until next time, he's Glenn. And... He's Jim. <laughs> and thank you for joining us backstage. Sayonara. Happy to say. We're going to start with starting? Yeah. Why not? Gina never understands why these take so long. And I keep telling her it's because we waste a lot of time. <laughs> Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the backstage show. No, it wasn't my turn, was it? <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Never That's why this out. takes so long to yes. record, Gina. <laughs> we have to do the intro like a hundred times. Back then, we're like, oh, we got plenty of topics. <laughs> just throw in a bonus episode. We'll never run out. Or you could duck, duck, duck. You. Or you could duck, duck, duck. God damn it. <laughs> Easy for you to um, say. Apparently not.